Good morning. It's 745 on a Saturday. That means it's time for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Happy late Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Hope yours was great, Jack. It was indeed great, and I hope yours was as well. I even used your uh, your uh, one-third, one-third, one-third on the turkey. Yes, a, a good friend called me up <clears throat> for that recipe, too, and he said he, he just sometimes he injects it using Ooh. a syringe in, into the turkey, and that's a good way to do it. I've done it that way, too, but I usually just baste it with it. And it, it adds, as Fritzy Haskell used to say, it adds a very continental touch. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Well, what are we chatting well, about today? first we've got to talk about shepherd's pie. Oh, yes. We do that every single year, and it's a fabulous, fabulous way to use up uh, the Thanksgiving leftovers. Last night when we had the shepherd's pie, Virtually everybody went back for seconds. It was so popular. And I have granddaughters that are these skinny little girls to go to college and wouldn't eat, overeat anything. And they, I think I'll have some more. I was so surprised. But it's that good. <clears throat> it's so simple. You put on the bottom your leftover stuffing. Then you layer the turkey on top of that. Put the mashed potatoes on top of that and then pour gravy over the entire top. Put it in the oven at about, oh, 350 for a half hour, 35 minutes, and take it out. And you have, with a salad, a fabulous, fabulous meal, and one you won't forget. And I often think that the leftovers from Thanksgiving are better than they were the day of Thanksgiving. Oh, I agree. You know, nothing like having all that wonderful leftover food to munch on. But this shepherd's pie, we had a contest, oh, golly, it must be 15 years ago, of what to do with leftovers in our family. And we came up with turkey tetrazzini and turkey noodle soup and turkey wild rice soup. And all everybody, I think we had five or six entrees, and everybody to a man picked the shepherd's pie as being the best thing. And, you know, shepherd's pie is a traditional thing that comes from Scotland and Ireland, and it's usually ground lamb and mashed potatoes and gravy. But this, making it with the leftovers from Thanksgiving, again, real quickly, you layer the dressing, then the sliced turkey, then the mashed potatoes, and you pour the gravy on top of that, pop it in the oven, and you have a casserole that's fit for a king and a great, great way to use up to your Thanksgiving leftovers that everybody will love. But today I thought we would talk about, given the weather, something to have on a cold, snowy evening. And what could be better than port wine? We haven't talked about port wine in a long, long time. Port wine comes from Portugal, as you might guess. And it's a very interesting wine. It was created for an other market. It was created in Portugal for the British market by the Marquis uh, Oporto was the original one, and he had English backing. That's why when you see uh, port houses, they have names like Wares and Dows and Croft and Graham, English names, because it was an entirely English industry created in Portugal for the English market. There was wars with France in the 1700s. A lot of wine wasn't available, and Portugal was a neutral country. The British went over there and created this wine. And port is a fortified wine. Now, what's a fortified wine? A fortified wine is a wine where they add alcohol to stop the fermentation. And what it, it does several things. It increases, of course, the alcoholic content. It makes the wine sweeter because all that sugar hasn't fermented out. And as a fortified wine, uh, port is absolutely a delight. Uh, 
You know, when, when you sit in front of the fire on a cold, snow evening with a glass of port and perhaps a walnut or two and maybe a sliver of Stilton cheese, you know all's right in the world and God's in heaven. And, boy, I'll tell you, that a glass of port in the evening is really very pleasant, and it also can be very good for you. At one time, you know, uh, they, the food and drug people took uh, Geritol, used to say it was good for iron deficiency anemia. And the food and drug people said you can't say that anymore because it isn't. However, in the United States Pharmacopeia, which is the Bible for pharmacy, what the cure and the treatment of iron deficiency anemia is a glass or two of red port a day. So it, it, the people that were making Geritol wanted to bottle port. And, of course, the alcohol people wouldn't let them do that. But it's that good for you, that port. Uh, and when we talk about port, there's several types. Ruby port is the sweetest of all the ports. And it, it is these houses that create it are a little like the houses of Champagne. They want that Croft ruby port or that Dow's tawny port to taste the same today as you remember the last time you had a glass three years ago. So they do sort of what the champagne houses do. They strive, they blend, etc., so that that tawny port of Dow's is going to taste today like you remember it from 10 years ago. And tawny port is nothing but ruby port that's been slightly oxidized by putting in a, a wooden barrel. And it's put in those barrels for three years, Tawny Port. It makes a, a wonderful, delightful uh, drink after dinner. You just can't beat it. And there's White Port, too. That isn't so important. Ruby Port, Tawny Port. And then there's Reserve Tawny Port, which is aged at least seven years old. And that's always a good port to go after. Also, late bottle vintage port. That's leftover vintage port that didn't quite all sell out, and they bottle it later on. And that's always a bargain. And then, of course, there's vintage port. And vintage port is just a wonderful thing to tuck away. Because I don't care what year you were born in, if they declared a vintage in it, the wine is probably still pretty good. Uh, I'm an old-timer, and uh, my year was not a vintage year in port, but I've had wines either side of my vintage, and they're still drinking just beautifully. In fact, uh, one of my sons always gives friends a couple of bottles of champ uh, wine for a wedding gift. One, he gives them a champagne, then he gives them a red Bordeaux, and he gives them a bottle of port. And the champagne they have on the first anniversary, and uh, the Bordeaux, which they have on the fifth anniversary, and then the port on the 10th anniversary. And he was telling me yesterday how often people will call him up and say, we just celebrated our 10th anniversary and we had a glass of that port, and it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, vintage port just does age very, very well. So you can tuck it away. In fact, it's a very common tradition in Britain for a grandfather to tuck away Vintage port for the grandchildren. It used to be just for grandsons. Now, of course, it's for granddaughters or grandsons. And you put a, oh, a case or two away for them to have. If you were very wealthy and had a big castle with a big 
uh, cellar and you might put as many as a hogshead, which is about 30 cases away in their vintage birth year. And then they would drink that all through life. And I suppose every now and then have a toast to old grandpa. Couldn't have been such a bad guy because he left us all this good wine. Because vintage port, as I said, takes age beautifully. Today there are about 9 million cases of port sold around the world. And port really owns the name Port or Oporto, O-P-O-R-T-O. Oporto happens to be the town where the port is made and gets its name. As a matter of fact, an interesting statistic is port, red ruby port, is the number one aperitif in France. Now, who would have thought that? But it it really is a funny uh, coincidence, in my opinion, that the French, who really don't care for sweet wine, drink that port as an aperitif. And usually port is between 19 and 20% alcohol. As I say, they've added that brandy to stop the fermentation. The region it comes from, the Douro, is just beautiful. There's uh, The Douro River runs down from the towns, and they used to have these boats called Barcos Rabelos, which were the boats that they shipped all the barrels of port from the vineyards, which are upriver, down into the port town. Uh, Of course, as soon as they put in hydroelectric system and dams and all that, they had to do away with the very romantic boats going downriver with the barrels in them. But uh, they ship them now, of course, in lorries and trucks and things like that. But it really doesn't alter the thing. When we go to the uh, port festival, uh, we participated the last time in a boat race of those rebellos where you sail down the river, and I'm telling you, it was just a lot of fun. There's a lot of partying, etc. That's usually during the uh, festive of St. John the Baptist. And it was uh, made the experience there so much better. They have beautiful quintas, is what they call them, Q-U-I-N-T-A, which are estates all over uh, the Douro Valley, and they're all usually on hilly areas. And, you know, it's it's tough soil there. They use blasting caps, dynamite blasting caps, to dig holes to plant the vines for Oporto or Port. And uh, it, the results are remarkable. Port's been a very popular uh, drink for over 300 years, and it's easy to see why. It's just, I think, the wine that's absolutely made for sipping by the fire, perhaps chatting philosophically about different things. And, and you know, there's some great values in a port. You can buy a 10-year-old tawny, a 20-year-old tawny, 30, and even a 40-year-old tawny. And while they're expensive, just imagine you're drinking that wine that's that old. If you wanted to buy a 40-year-old McCullen Scotch, one just happened to go for at auction in London for over a million pounds. <laughs> At least with the Porto, it's affordable. The 40-year-old stuff might only be about $100 a bottle. But anyhow, another good thing about port is when you open the bottle, you don't have to drink it right up. You put a bottle of port, you can put it in a decanter or leave it in the bottle it came in, and you can drink that for up to maybe two and a half months. The wine will stay pretty good. It deteriorates slightly, but not enough because it's already oxidized. Not enough so it would bother you. So you can keep it open for a long time. And again, the port houses are what you look for uh, rather than uh, anything else. Graham's, Royal Puerto, Wares, Dow's, Fonseca, Croft are all names in Portugal. And as I say, you can see that they're all used 
by the English one because uh, they founded the port industry. And today, port is now popular even in um, Portugal. Uh, people drink it more than they used to. And, and also another interesting thing is they're starting to produce a lot of table wine in the Douro Valley. They never did that before. It was all port. But world tastes change. But one thing doesn't change. If you're looking today on this snowy Minnesota day, this evening, put a fire in the fireplace, have a little glass of tawny port, and maybe a sliver of Stilton or Roquefort cheese. And I'm telling you, you will have a most restful evening. And just think, you might be curing your iron deficiency anemia. <laughs> I, I think I'll put on my smoking jacket and do that. There you thing. go. All right. Jack, let's talk about Haskell's, that family-run business that, that's so helpful. Any location would be glad to help you out, whatever you need. Indeed. And, you know, today is Little Business Saturday, and we certainly are a little business. And to celebrate Black Friday, Black Saturday, Black Sunday, we're taking 20% off of all the wines in the stores. Everything, with the exception of the hot values and the BOGOs, buy one, get one, are all on sale. You can create your own sale, pick out your own one at Haskell's. Don't miss this big 20% off sale all day today and tomorrow. And there's free parking downtown, I might add, uh, in downtown Minneapolis. There's a Haskell's near you where you should stop in and take advantage of this sale. Bloomington, Excelsior, Fairbolt, right off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is a walk through the vineyards of the world. Minneapolis with free parking, as I said, at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And incidentally, at Haskell's.com, you can have it delivered. So we have all the services. There's great wines. People will help you pair a wine to have with that shepherd's pie that will have you begging for more. And don't forget, tonight might be a good night to put your feet up, have a glass of port, and realize all's good in the world, even though it's snowy and cold. Absolutely. Sounds mighty fine. Jack, thanks so much, and we'll talk uh, next week, I hope. I'm going to look forward to that, Danny. Thank you, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.